Here's Marshal Jojo. You're our top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today, you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, ah! ambush techniques, and blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. Kids, it's time to burn some books. Yeah! You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Uh, Hitler, I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. Ah! Hello, and welcome back to Fan Critical. Uh, today, we are here to do a commissioned podcast for one of our Patreons, Beth. Uh, I'm Emma, I'm going to be hosting today, and I'm joined by Lucy. Hello. And we are going to be talking to you about the Taika Waititi film, Jojo Rabbit. And that lack of response <laughs> summarises no. some of our feelings. I was here. going to say that it would be fitting for Easter, but obviously Easter's already gone. Um, no, so not far gone. Wait, it's only a week wait ago. till next Easter, maybe. Yeah, release it in 2022. Might as well. Um, so both of us have seen the film. Um, and we are going to have a chat today about what we think about it. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the scenes that we liked, maybe some things we didn't like so much, uh, and the performances in the film itself. Um, but I'm going to start off by giving us the uh, critics' consensus summary from Rotten Tomatoes uh, and, and the scores that it received from there as a little baseline for us. So the critics say, Jojo Rabbit's blend of irreverent humour and serious ideas definitely won't be to everyone's taste. But either way, this anti-hate satire is audacious to a fault. Uh, critics give it 80% and it has a 94% fresh audience score, which uh, I think is interesting. So um, I think we'll start off. Lucy, tell us about your first experience of JJ Rabbit, what you thought of it and uh, the blueberry score that you would give it. I first watched Jojo Rabbit when it came out last year as one of the Oscar contender films. Big fan of Taika Waititi. Um, love Ragnarok. Love, he's made other sort of more Kiwi-based films. So recently actually watched a film called Boy that he did and Hunt for the Wilder People. I love Hunt for the Wilder so People. Good. Um, and I love what we do in the shadow. So his kind of humour, I appreciate very much um so I was quite looking forward to this film when I watched it although I do remember watching the trailer and thinking this what is this about where's it going to go what's it going to be like and I have to say I was disappointed when I watched it I didn't think the biggest problem for me was the tone I thought the tone was wildly uneven um as uneven as some of the German accents that just come and go in this film which was also quite annoying yeah um there's quite a lot that I think is wrong with this film. So I won't go into it all now. Um, but I think it's actually quite boring. To watch it, I think it's actually quite dull and boring. Um, as well as tonally confused. So I yeah. would give the film two blueberries. Okay. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, although I'm sure you all do if you're listening to this, the blueberry the blueberry system even, uh, it's very simple. It is a scale of 0 to 5, 0 is the worst, 5 is the best and there can be no halves. Um 
Thank you, Lucy. Uh, do you know what? It's weird. So I also watched this for the first time um, when I did my Oscars Best Picture nominations binge last year. And I hated it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I'm I'm well in with you on this. Like okay, Taika good. Waititi does some of the best stuff. Like he is fantastic. His humor is amazing. Hunt for the Wilder People is one of my favorite films. And actually, I'm going to watch it this afternoon because I need something cheery you do. after break. I broke my favorite mug. It was uh, it's been a terrible tragic. day. Um, but I, I I don't know whether it was because some the other films that I watched around that time were so spectacular. Oh, there it Ooh. is. The catchword's back. <laughs> um, it just fell flat for me. And yeah, tonally, it, it's a bit all over the shop. But I re-watched it um, yesterday to kind of prep for this and, and remind myself of, of some of it. And it improved on a second watch, I will admit. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I have to say it was, I think because I knew what I was expecting the second time around, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, and there are, so like some of the performances are hilarious. I mean, Theon Greyjoy, little Alfie Allen. Does he it, say like, like more than three words though? He does, but most of them are Hale and Hitler. Those are the, um, the two main yeah. buzzwords. It, I mean, it improved for me, but it still, it still isn't really a, a great film. I'll be honest. I, I think it's, it's a shame because it's the concept, disappointing. It's disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing because the concept, the concept is great. Like little German kid who really wants to be part of the Hitler Youth, but actually, does he? Probably not. And his imaginary friend is a slightly camp Hitler. Mm. I mean, great concept. Weird, but great. The delivery was disappointing. So I, I think on second watch, I, I actually would give it three blueberries. I think it's it, it's an average film. It's not amazing. It's got some downsides. Um, but there are things that kind of redeem it on, on a second watch. Um, so, okay, interesting. A two and a three. Not just not, about a full house if you a, combine us together. Yeah, not a great average. Um, there's got to be some bits in here that you like, though, Luce. So can we can we talk about good scenes? Can can you think of a scene that you really did enjoy in the film? I think the scenes between Jojo and the Jewish girl in the attic, whose name is um, yeah, Jojo and Elsa. Elsa. Which okay. we should have remembered, really, because that's a name that we should all know. Frozen. Um, I think the scenes with them and the idea that you can... He's really kind of absorbed this hateful doctrine to the point mm. that he thinks that Jews have horns. Um, and there's a good line. Because I think the script was nominated, I think, for an Oscar, a Best Adapted Screenplay, because it was originally a book. But I don't. I think it's pretty lackluster in many aspects. But there's quite a good line when he says something like, "What what are Jews like?" And she says, "We're like you, but human." And I think that's that was quite a good line. And I did find it funny how he's obviously developing a bit of a crush on her, and he's got this. Yeah. Um, he's imagining her like freedom fighting boyfriend, and he's drawing the comics. Th- those bits are funny, and that's that kind yeah. of Taika Waititi humor coming through. I enjoyed well, I think their scenes together. It's also it's also a little bit of like the the beauty of youth, isn't it? Mm, like that the innocence. The, ima- the innocence, the imagination. Um it actually won the Oscar for best adapted <laughs> screenplay. Last Lean year, year presumably. <laughs> lean, uh, clearly, lean, lean. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, well done, well done to uh, to Taika. That's great. Uh, yeah, I think you're right because it, it, it's that's the more human part of it, and I think maybe that's what jars a little bit with the, I mean, the satire essentially. I just don't think. I think you can satirize anything. So I'm not someone that's like, you can't make fun of Hitler. You can't do this. But it's not successful to me. And I also think, what are you trying to get at Why, when you do this? Hitler's, Hitler is gone. His neo-Nazis still exist. So, you know, I believe that you can satirize anything. But what's the point almost in these things? Mm. It's like, if you look, I'm not comparing the two directly. But if you look when... Donald Trump was running for president originally and elected. You had Saturday Night Live doing, you know, getting Alec Baldwin in to impersonate him, etc. Did that work? Did that make people see him as a figure of fun? Made us see him as a figure of fun, but did he still get elected? Yes. Was he still in power for four years? Yes. So I mm. don't really understand the point of his satirizing. Um, and it just does not lay correctly, in my mind, with other aspects of the film. So you've got, you know, Stephen Merchant, Gestapo agent coming in and all the Hiles. And you think, God, what a ridiculous, like, system that they had. Like, fascism is quite bureaucratic in that way. And then mm. you've got another scene where Jojo's mum's hanging from, you know. Yeah. The traitors. Well, that was one of the ones I was going to ask you about. Thing. I suppose you could, you can almost see it as two different films, can't you? Like, there's it the, doesn't mesh you know, well at all. I that's, don't think that Stephen Merchant scene where they're all working is Hal Hitler, Hal Hitler, Hal Hitler. You know, like that's funny one after the other. and stupid. It is funny, and like I mean, Sam Rockwell. It, I love Sam Rockwell in everything he does. I've never seen him fuck up. A I feel role like he was in a different a, film though. It's <laughs> like yeah, a totally you're not in the same him film Alf- that I'm watching. Why is Rebel Wilson him, here? Like. That's him, bizarre. Alfie Allen, and Rebel Wilson are doing a comedy, um, and everyone else is trying to do something quite serious and, and you know, slightly but satirical. It's also true when you say they're doing a comedy; it's kind of showing, you know, like these Nazis were just normal people, and a lot of them didn't believe in what they were doing. Yeah. But then you've got the ridiculous aspect, and then you've got the the true and the tragic aspect of mm. the people who try to resist this, um, like dictatorship, were murdered. None of this meshes very well for me. And I think it, it's possible to do it. And I also think, and I wonder what you think about this, like the selling point of the film was the imaginary friend Hitler. And he's quite underwhelming. I was expecting to like, con- I think Tiger thought, oh, this is going to be really controversial. People aren't going to mm. know what to think. And he really dialed it back. And to me, I was like, this isn't even like... Go bigger. Go bigger. Or... I, and I also, I wonder what if you agree with this, because I'm just speaking, but do you think there is room in this film for two secret friends? So imaginary Hitler and Jewish girl in the attic. Because once she, Elsa, comes into it, we're seeing less of Adolf. And I just think you could have just made a film about a young boy growing up under the Nazi regime, like really fetishizing, not fetishizing it, but idolizing well, and blind, the blind fanaticism that I think Stephen Merchant's character mentions, and then but then being confronted with the reality of like Jews are just like me and you in the attic. I I think that might have worked better, but he obviously wanted to have this wacky zany character of Adolf Hitler as an imaginary friend. I really, really because imaginary Hitler um, sort of disappears, like you say, when Elsa appears halfway through the film for most of it until he comes back at the end and Jojo goes fuck off Hitler. Which I thought was quite funny, to be fair. Um, I, 
like the the story of Jojo and Elsa and and Jojo's mum, like that that for me is fascinating. So I mean, you mentioned the scene where like Jojo finds his mum. Well, we see the shoes yeah. when his mum's hanging in the square. That that's quite hard hitting. It's horrible, yeah. Isolate as an isolated scene, but in the grand scheme of the rest of the film, it doesn't really work. I would have loved to have seen Jojo and Elsa as a film, but then also just a totally different film about Jojo's adventures in the Hitler Youth with his imaginary friend Hitler, like that with Sam Rockwell and Rebel Wilson, who's had eighteen children for the Führer. Um, you know, hilarious, um, and Alfie Allen doing their you know bizarre things. And okay, so I've, uh, here's a scene that. I quite like. I want to see your opinion on it. So right towards the end, where Sam Rockwell is in his amazing feathery, glittery uniform, which you cannot not laugh at. Like that's it is hilarious. And um, and he's talking to Jojo, and it's like you know your mum was a she was a good woman. She was one of the you know the good people trying to do the right thing. And then he pretends not to know Jojo, and Jojo doesn't get it because he's yeah, trying yeah. to save his trying to save his life. Sorry, there's some children outside making noise. How terribly Use. fucking rude. Youths, um, that scene for me, and again, I think this is down to the fact that Sam Rockwell is an absolutely stunning actor, um, was really, really good um, because he just he switched away, but not completely from that campy, mad old, you know, sergeant or wherever he was, captain, um, to being very human and terrified, you know, and that that whole thing of being all of the people fighting in the war are fighting someone else's war. We're all just people. And he just became a person. He became very human and that human instinct to kind of save other people. What did you think of that scene? I just, I think, I mean, what was his, what is his role? As in, is he SS or was he just part of Hitler Youth? I think he might, be in charge of the Hitler Youth because to me to be fair like there's a difference between a German soldier and a member of the Nazi party so to be like actually he's a good guy but he's part of the Nazi party like what point is he trying to make that's that's what I struggle with with this film and it's not to say like well Nazis were just a faceless evil but they subscribe to that doctrine about Mm. the inhumanity of the Jews and you know furthering the fatherland wherever they could so do i really need to see this light-hearted film trying to humanize them like when it's not you know fucking playing football across the the uh, no man's land it's not soldiers just doing what they're, they're meant to do yeah you would have probably chosen that role i know i'm going really deep into it and probably shouldn't but i i understand what you mean with the power of that scene like and it is a great performance from sam rockwell but i just think He's got almost got his metaphors mixed up, Tyker. And what the point he's trying to make with this film, an anti-hate film, as they as you, you described it in that um synopsis. I just I'm not sure what exactly he's trying what point he's trying to make. Is it about the innocence of childhood? Is it about how everyone's human and we're all the same? Like I just that's what's missing, and that's what stopped it being coherent for me because I was just like what is the point of this well sometimes you don't you don't finish the film and go oh that's the message he was putting across not that you have Um, to like every film has to have a message but I felt like this did and I was just like what is it what does he mean and maybe I suppose maybe if you um oh just found the cat under the table that was exciting you win just put my hand down and was like for a surprise animal um 
you know, maybe the point is, is that, you know, we're all just human and sometimes we make terrible choices like Hitler. Um, yeah, you can, you can then, get caught up in stuff that, you know, might not actually yeah. be what who you are I, as a person. I think the thing for me about that particular scene with Sam Rockwell was that it wasn't it wasn't like he changed his mind about what you know what the decisions he'd made or anything like that it was just that there was that glimmer of humanity and kind of self-sacrifice yeah which it's like the chance you know, it, to do the right thing came and he took yeah. it Right at the end, you know, he knew he was going to die and he thought, well, I'll, maybe I'll just do one good thing. Maybe he did lots of good things. You know, the uniforms were lovely and he seemed to be good pals with Alfie Allen. So, you know, it's fine. Um, okay, something slightly more lighthearted and just purely for comedy value. Uh, there was a very small scene where we're in the, like, Hitler Youth headquarters and uh, Sam Rockwell's lost his shit because Alfie Allen's brought him some actual German shepherds instead of dogs. <laughs> Please tell me that major. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, again, that's the like sort of surreal and a bit zany humour coming through. And I would have had like more than that. Like, I do think you can, done right, you can satirise this whole time period and these people, but you maybe don't want to have a schmaltzy message at the same time. Like, it just didn't work. Yeah, kind of one or the other. Yeah. Um, What's your opinion on Scarlett Johansson's performance in this? Really really average i don't understand why she was nominated for a best supporting actress did nothing uh, for me did nothing i could not for the life of me understand why they thought it was such a good performance like she didn't blow me away she's she can be a really good, she's actress. A good actress she's done, but she's done some good stuff but she just i thought she was flat yeah there was and no even, spirit or heart or any real sense of defiance to her. It was just like a background figure. It all felt like a mask. I have to admit, like it all just felt like a really flat affect. Even the scenes with her and Elsa, like that, it did. It didn't hit. No, yeah, it's so all. true. There's a disconnect between the character we saw and her saving someone. It was her daughter's yeah. friend, wasn't it? Um, I didn't get that that was the same person who'd done, who was keeping her up there. Like, it just, I got none of that from her. It was it was pretty poor performance, I think. Didn't give me Yeah, anything. I mean, I, for me, one of her weakest, I, I will be honest. And I, and I just, I didn't believe her. I don't think there were, must I, have been many good performances <laughs> submitted to the Academies. Uh, no, for clearly, that to be clearly nom- not. For her to be nominated <laughs> for that. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it, it almost just felt, like she didn't care for and phoning it I, in yeah a little bit which is a shame because i like scarlett johansson i think she's a, i think she's good um it just it, i don't know whether i mean obviously maybe she was just overshadowed by our gloriously campy sam rockwell um but the uh, little the just, little lad Ro- roman davis yeah roman who played jojo i thought he was really good and i thought he connected and he got the kind of youthful innocence and the way that can go like you look at Hitler youth like it's a terrifying thought really all these young young people affected by that way of thinking and I think he did that really well and like he wants to join Hitler youth but he doesn't want to kill a rabbit so there's obviously a big gap between his the reality and his expectations of what that 
ultimately will come to mean to be part of that kind of organisation. And I thought he was really good. And then to have just playing against Scarlett Johansson, who's just there, like not even really performing. Mm. He, I mean, he, he was, you're right. He was fantastic. And I think it's, yeah, like innocence and almost, um, it's the naivety that I thought he played really well. Actually, having just looked, he was born in 2007. Like, he is a baby. He's How old would he have been then, then? Like, 11? So he's 14 now. His birthday was on the 5th of March. Happy birthday. Uh, so, yeah, he would have been 11 or 12, depending when on when he was it's filming, filmed. Yeah, yeah so he, yeah. I think he's... Um, I think he's good in it and I think yeah he without him it would have been even more like even flat and his little friend as well is funny (laughs) I was just about to bring up his little mate like his little mate Yorkie is the funniest little dude and it's look at the end Rick goes I don't think I can die (laughs) (laughs) like oh Yorkie but you know like you we've mentioned his films Taika Waititi but um yeah the films that he kind of made his name with prior to Thor, they, he got great performances out of all the kids that he worked with. So there's obviously something in him. Um, I just think he thought he was being very clever with this film and very daring and controversial, but he forgot what it was meant to be about and didn't have that in his mind. There are, or there is such a thing as being too clever. For your own good, yeah. I'm and told I, that often, uh, you're just too clever for your own good. You're too smart. Me too, man. That's what the boys say to us yeah, all they're the time constantly, on the podcast. Like criticizing our brains. Yeah. All the time. Um and I think I think if he explained it to you and then you watched it, it'd probably be an excellent film. I feel like he's tried too hard. And sometimes I think when when things aren't overthought or overdone, then they're amazing. Like, you know, and he clearly has this fantastic like you say, way with kid actors. I mean, think about Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. Like Ricky, ba- Ricky Baker. Like, <laughs> I can't remember what I was watching the other day. Um, oh, it's the Godzilla versus Kong. Right. I really want to watch that. Right. Ricky Baker's in it. What? And, I, and he's just like a slightly more grown up Ricky Baker. And I was like, this is excellent. And like, I never, him in Hunt for the Wilder People, very much like, um, the little David, yeah, the guy that plays, the kid that plays Jojo, um, excellent performance and clearly like pulled out all of the really fantastic stuff. Maybe Tyker's just not good with adults. I think he just, he just missed the mark with this. He didn't, he wasn't sure of what he was trying to say. And he, I think he probably had, he started with the idea of the imaginary friend Hitler and thought that's hilarious, but didn't actually expand on that. Like, so what does that mean? What does that look like? Why is that funny? Why is that funny? Because you put a funny voice on and you mispronounce things. Like, I need a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think what we need is we need Jojo Rabbit, the Emma and Lucy cut. If we get a, if we get a Snyder cut, if we get an Emma and Lucy cut, Jojo. And what we'll do is we'll make two films. We'll make Jojo and Elsa and Jojo Rabbit. And Jojo Rabbit will have no sentimental shit in it. It'll just be ridiculous. Just be zany. Jojo and Elsa. Yeah, and Jojo and Elsa will be, you know, tear jerky. Yeah. Yeah, sorted. Fine. There you go, mate. Um, any other performances you want to shout out for good or bad reasons in this film, Lucy? Yeah, I mean, not really, but I, Alfie Allen, it's advertised on the um, posters, but he's just not in it, really. He's in it for about five he minutes in total. He doesn't say anything. Um, I also did enjoy, who doesn't want to hear 
David Bowie singing in German. Like, that's powerful. Heroes at the end. Kraken. That I enjoyed really that good. part. It's not just a terrible film, and I think that's why I have scored it as I have, because there's a good film in there, and it annoys me that through his own pride or whatever it is, he just had to, I don't know. He wanted to do his sort of offbeat zany, but also wanted to tell, like, quite a sad story. I mean, have you seen the film? We're talking about children and their innocence in times of war. Have you seen the film Life is Beautiful? It's an Italian film. So it's about, it won won the Oscar, I think, like, years ago. And the the director, like, walked on the, like, climbed across all the chairs. Don't know if you remember that. But anyway, he's... um, yeah. He... Because I have, I saw it once and like cried my eyes out. I haven't watched it since. I believe they're Jews and they've basically been taken to um, work camp. But it's a father and son. So to to spare his son the fear, he makes it out to be a game. And everything is like, well, you've got to hide here. Because if they catch you, then you lose five points. And it's, it is very emotional. It's nothing like this really. But it's just to say that you can make a film about war through the eyes of a child and it not be not very good or like tonally inconsistent but I think he just tried to do too much and it didn't really come off for me mm. no I mean I think you're right and actually well it's described on Wikipedia as a comedy drama life is beautiful not judging oh. about it um but again think about um something like the boy in the striped pajamas so no thank I mean, you no, it's a really <laughs> depressing film yeah. which I've never watched or refused oh to it's watch so it, sad I've read, I've read I've read the book yeah, I don't need that yeah, again no um, but there are parts in the book where you think, God, this is this is funny in a really sick way because the kid has no idea and it's about that naivety. That's and you a can, good example. And you can make that point, um, less comedy, more drama. That's, yeah, um, that's very sad. But, but yeah. it's true because it's, it's but, children yeah. not realising what they're seeing. And I think that is in common with both the films we've mentioned and, and this one, but then he does not mesh it in well at all. Well, I won't be watching Jojo Rabbit again. I don't think I, would, I will either. I would just watch Sam Rockwell's character in a standalone film. Well, like, maybe Tiger, he'll have a spin-off. Mate, Disney Plus spin-off. series. Yeah, why not? Look, I, I would happily, happily watch... What is his character's name? Like Captain... Erfenhoff or something. Klein, Kleinhoff? I knew there was a Hoff in there. I'm sure. Something like that. I would watch that. I'd happily watch that, but I shall not be watching this again. Um, so, Beth, thank you, because I did enjoy watching it. Sorry, sorry Beth, if you wanted us to cover it because you like it, because you've just had two <laughs> negative... I know Gareth likes it, um, so yeah, soz. But if you like it, that's good. And I would actually be interested to hear from Beth what it is about it that she likes, if she likes it. And if she doesn't like it, then Equally I understand Equally interested to why. hear those thoughts. Yeah, so let us know, Beth. If you want. 100%. Um, and our our next commission podcast, who knows what that's going to be? We've got lots of things uh, out at the moment. So The Worst Netflix with John and Gareth came out this week. Uh, it is a corker. Um, it is the... Which way and brother is it? I think Marlon? it's Marlon. He is... Marlon Wayans. Uh, potentially the most... I mean, John did do a like a bit of information in our group chat didn't he about how he's or basically all his films are rated rotten on rotten tomatoes apart from three i want i'd like to know what three they are actually 
Yeah, out of interest, so would I. Uh, but they've covered sextuplets, which uh, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend The name watching. alone says it But all. I will recommend listening to the podcast because it is hilarious. Um, and we've got a couple, couple more. Uh, How the fuck have you not seen that's coming up? Uh, the latest one I think due for record is train spotting, so that's very exciting. Uh, and if you would like to commission a podcast, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash fan critical and giving us some dollary dues to do so. Um, thank you, Lucy, for coming and chatting about JoJo with me. Thank you, Beth, for your support and uh, and commissioning this podcast. Thanks for hosting. Oh, see you. Oh, you're welcome. We'll see you all soon. Just a little shout out to any potential Patreons. If you want to go on and request that we commission, well, commission a podcast for us to do Godzilla versus King Kong, please do, because I want to watch it, but I feel like I need an excuse. So I'd watch it again. So uh, I second that, Lucy. Yeah. There you go. I would. Commission a podcast then, Emma. Commission away. Thanks, Luce. Uh, I'm not commissioning anything, but somebody else can. Please, do it. please do. <laughs> All right, see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Sheesh, that was intense. What am I going to do? No idea. Got it. I will negotiate. Burn down the house and blame Winston Churchill. Or negotiate. If I tell on you, you'll be in big trouble. They'll never win. Love is the strongest thing in the world. Your mother took me in. She's kind. She treats me like a person. You two seem to be getting on well. She doesn't seem like a bad person. I'm the enemy. You're not a Nazi, Jojo. You're a 10-year-old kid who likes dressing up in a funny uniform and wants to be part of a club. God. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi.